spices for their backside. We'll talk about that person during the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Maybe it's someone who needs to rub their meat. Yeah. Move more in. Oh, yes. Well, hey, this is where it went. You need to tell me where to go. This is why I said, can we check it beforehand? Why is Mokan's green okay and my green's not okay? It's not okay. It's also transparent. It's the Montreal background. Yeah, but yours yours is like a uh, forest green, though. That's what I'm saying. It's not a Kelly green. Yeah, exactly. All right. Welcome to Calling the Audible. Uh, This is the softball dark zone edition. I don't know what that means. Softball dark, bro. There's no softball going on right now. There's none. Not here. But suppose there is. You're going to watch some softball? I mean, I'm going to go play some softball. (laughs) You're the second. Hardball guy, huh? I might be at short tonight. Really? Yeah. Just get the ball to me. I was going to say. It goes hand in hand. Short and shortstop. Okay. Short and shorter. Week two wrap. We are done. Um, I know this week in the books. So this season seems to be going quickly. As it turns out, like it's second week already. I blinked. Not for me, man. No, you, I'm you, stuck in a yeah. dungeon. Just give me Perel to everybody. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. So, right. like, I, I, have, I actually have this question for you, Mo. Like, yes. you're someone who, first of all, you're Mo Khan. I'm Peace. <laughs> Eagles well, there. The TV, so <laughs> right. For those who are new to the podcast, that's us. Uh, this is calling the Audible. So, Mo, you're one who likes, you know, you're a guy who enjoys his position in the league. You enjoy authority. You enjoy. Do I? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do I really? You get, you're power hungry. Like, league. you're power hungry AF. But, um, this is to be the most miserable, uh, high, most miserable but important position you've ever had in a FF, right? Because it's it's immensely important. And if Rob would have asked me to do it, I would have said no. Ask Mo instead. And here we are. <laughs> I. It's like this. Yes, it is an important position because I'm the last line of defense before yeah. a player can go through the fields. But it's miserable when you're in Laval because you're surrounded by concrete walls. Like you're in prison. I'm like, my God. This, this it's must not a pretty be, field. No, this must be like Pelican Bay or like San Quentin or Angola. Or Angola yeah, prison. absolutely. Angola. Their life, the people there have the same life experience you're living right yes. now. Mo. Perel and, same thing. and checking your Guantanamo Bay, Mocan and Laval. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Laval is kind of like... I mean, it is a wasteland, so... That's true. Who would live there? Well, that part of Laval is, right? Because Laval's... I that, mean, all you know. like, what's the best part of New Jersey, Mo? Like, there's no such no, thing. No, Laval's nice. Yeah, stop that. Stop that. It's a second-rate city. The hotel you stay in when you go to New York. Yeah. You're either... <laughs> it's a sea by fly, right? You're, you're either a Montrealer or you're not. And that's what Laval is. No, Laval's nice. It's nice. Can't do it. Except for uh, that four walls of... Cinderblocks. They have the finest strip malls in all the land. No, the cinder blocks or whatever. All right, so yes, I, I do hold that important position, and uh, thankfully another week has gone by, and we have not had any people turned away at the door, which is good news, so hopefully we can keep that going towards week three, and uh, there will be some adjustments that we will uh, do some trial and error, which we'll uh, do next week. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about it next week, how it played out, but uh, something that will kind of reward the players in our test trial next week, and we'll see how this plays out. We're giving out swag? No, no, no. It's more like... I know. Why don't you just say what we're going to do? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> is, like, we'll it's quickly, a news show, Mo. It's, we're talking about know, FPF I news. I know. Like, realistically speaking here, yes, we don't talk about the COVID thing as much because, you know, we're trying to keep it uh, yeah. in control. But what we're going to do now for at least next week to see how it plays out for uh, Laval and Brossard is we will allow and I will bring the teams onto the field in a smaller area to do a quick warm-up before they play their game. We've, see, we've seen a little bit of a lag where teams go from where they position outside the complex 
All right, put our stuff down. Let's warm up, and it kind of adds up, right? So we're gonna see how this plays out on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, with a bit of a warm up. Referees call them over, right, guys? Come time to come play your football game. Let's dive into it right away, right? So it, it, it would be important, like especially like I play quarterback. Yes, we've seen, we've seen that. poorly, uh, but I would like to blame the fact that there's not enough time and space to warm up uh, right yeah. now, given yeah, the circumstances. Sure. Sure. So, do you want to do like an announcement type of thing? We can clip it and put it everywhere. Uh, All right, here we go. This, this is the Dan Lazau rule. The Dan Lazaro rule, because Lazaro brought up a good point. He goes, look, we need to warm up. I go, I hear you, Dan. I hear you, man. It came to my mind. Tuesday, we kind of did it a little bit with a couple of teams. It worked out well. And, and Leo Gervais, one of the head referees, said, hey, it's working out really well uh, in terms of the transition from warm-up to let's go into the game right away. So we're going to test it out Monday and Tuesday. Laval and Broad start with those teams, how it will play out for them. And if they respect the guidelines that we set out, right, where you warm up in this smaller area, and once you're called upon, let's go play football. Feels one or three. Yeah, so. I'm uh, I'm excited for that. I think it's important. Uh, one of the things that always bothered me about FPF in general, and it's knowing the the back end. We're just such a big league that we can't do it. But yeah. there's not a lot of time to warm up, even in the best of circumstances. Not sure. a lot of room. Um, I remember my first ever game in FPF. We had the first game. So we had time to warm up, and we thought that that was just normal. And then we got yelled at the next week when we're warming up for our game because they everyone wanted to start. So anyway, that's where we're going to test trial next week. If it works out well, well, then we'll keep it for the following week. And if it works out well, even two weeks, then we'll see how it plays out moving forward. So a little test trial next week. All right, so let's uh, talk about the week that was in week two, wrapping up as we're at the halfway point of the opening round of Fall Cup. Uh, I know you're not to feel as much peasy as I'm. I can't be, unfortunately. It's part of the league protocols. Yeah. I can't be around. Although I do reach out to scorekeepers, uh, and I again I invite everyone to talk to me about their games. I love talking FPF, uh, so do feel free to reach out. Uh, it's obviously not the same as watching it myself, but at least I get a vibe for what happened uh, in the game. Um, like you know, sometimes you see a big game between the two Braves, and you're like, wow, that game's lights out. It, it it can look. It's like dark mode, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you it's know? like it's, you you want to put your money in there, but just you know you're worried because darkness may fall. Like Dave Chappelle said, darkness, right? You never know what can happen. Like it's like a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. You're left to look down in an abyss, wondering what's going to happen. You know, in that moment. Of How morning. would it all end? You know, it's like a deep, deep end that you still know, like a lake, right? You can't see at the bottom of the lake, right? Because it's so dark. Imagine getting like you go on a date. And uh, things are going really well, but then for some reason that date is missing a conclusion, it's, and it, and like you just you don't you never get dessert. No, you never get dessert. Like your thesis is great, yeah, and then the body of your project is fantastic, but at the end you're right, peace. That conclusion is incomplete. For everyone wondering what these two buffoons are talking about, go check the website. There's no score in the Brave Vad versus Brave Noir game. You're gonna have to find out what happened tomorrow when Chris Rive posts the game of the week. It's a conspiracy. Uh, birds are a lie. The Earth is flat, and CO2s are dangerous. It blended really well into the skyline. Hmm. It really did. Hmm. It really did. It really did. So that's how I look at it for that game. As you should. I know. As you should. And as everyone should, as they'll watch tomorrow from Chris Reve, uh, darkness is definitely going to descend upon our world. All right. I like that storm that happened. Thank God we didn't have any rain outside. Oh, you know what? Funny story about that. Uh, I know we're going off track here. So driving to Brostar Tuesday night, I'm on the Champlain at the eye of the storm. It was so bad that... People in front of me had to put their hazards on just so people can see where you are. Yeah, you couldn't see anything. You couldn't see anything, right? 
And it, it was literally, literally like that for me from the, the peak of the Champlain right to the complex parking lot. It was crazy. Unreal. It's but, a good thing your headlights were working. Yes, thank God, man. Oof, yeah, man. Oof. Can't wait to get that new car. All right, so let's talk about uh, the week that was. So the darkness is going to be upon us. Uh, you know what? Looking at Tier 2, this I'm starting to feel like, P's, we're, we're seeing a little bit of separation. Uh, some teams got back on the winning streak. Outlaws did so. Um, I just thought that we're seeing three or four teams. Bruins, 2-0. They played their two games. They played you on, on, on Wednesday night. False Kings. False Kings. But, you know, we'll talk more about that in Tier 2. But Bruins get their two, two wins in a row. Are we seeing the separation of the best in the middle well, of the Well, the best example of that in Tier 2 is half a stars beating Warriors. Uh, we we thought, thought the game might have been close. Well, but that's the thing. Is we said last week that these two are these two teams the, the sort of like top two teams of the division. And my worry for Warriors is um, that the speed of half a stars would create problems for them. Um, Noah Groper just going absolutely bananas, scoring two touchdowns. Um, you know, when Andrew Langford's going 12 for 18, he's not having to do a ton. And and what it is, I would imagine, is uh, that Mike Solomene just wasn't able to do a lot of what he likes to do in terms of spread the field. Uh, he basically got all of his uh, yards to Stefano Solomene uh, and Sean Baird, but Sean Baird was more of just a check down option. So, you know, Mike Solomene, when he's doing what he wants to do, is taking huge chunks of the field at a time, and he was not able to do that. And I think, I suspect the issue was the speed. First play was 40 bomb mm -hmm. by uh, half the stars, more or less. And I was like, my God, it, this might be a route. And they never recovered Warriors from that moment. Like, it, like, it's like they're on iPhone six and half stars on iPhone eleven, right? This, this speed, is this the is quality. this iPhone six before the iPhone uh, before Apple sent out the virus because they yeah, announced before, the SE. Yeah, before the virus. So now they got the virus. Yeah, and not COVID though. To be no, clear. thankfully not. Phone virus. If they had Joke. COVID, they wouldn't have been able to play. Correct. But they would have the game played for it, counted on their roster. Mm -hmm. So, but this this couldn't keep up. Like they were just that half a second too slow. Um, like Langberg, even though the numbers were more pedestrian in terms of the numbers of 12 of 18 for 151 you're well, right didn't have to do much 12 completions and five of them were touchdowns well one every second pass more or less a touchdown right it's just that he just had the confidence in himself that yeah i'm not going to be flustered by these guys and he wasn't he had a couple of pressures around him but he found his open man and it got physical not in a bad way this got physical and i think for for the warriors peas this is a good learning lesson for them if they want to take that next step of what they have to be. Mm -hmm. I think for Soleimani, look, 36 passing attempts. That's a lot. And you only had 19 completions for 150. It's going to be a growing uh, curve for him in this division to get better. And I think this will make this team more hungrier and more immersed to understand, look, if we want to play against the best of the best of the middle of the, of the FPF world, we got to do these things and make our adjustments to get better. Agreed. Agreed. So. And uh, like we said, like they need to know – they need to know themselves, know what's uh, what they do well, and and they need to know how like they need to adapt to the other team, right? They can't just force their game plan down their team's throat because no. this will be the result. No, for sure, you know, and like they're they're like if the Plinko gods had them playing in tier three, they'd run tier three to to smithereens because yeah. they're a very good team. But in tier two. I think we know where their ceiling is. Well, like we said, tier two is fun because there's a lot of talent. There's a, There's lot, a lot of talent. teams, a lot yeah. of storylines. Absolutely. Think. And I, I like tier two the most because 
again, we have three or four teams at 2-0. and You have a bunch of uh, meat patties together, stacked together at 1-1, and and then you have the stale bun at 0-2, which is your team, Hot Sauce Sports, that played the Bruins uh, the other day. But I feel like you don't know how a burger works. I don't eat burgers, man. I don't eat burgers. Clearly. I was going to say, have you ever seen Mo eat a burger? <laughs> the answer is no. It's a chicken salad. No, I eat... Uh, I, eat um, I have had Beyond the Meat burger. It's pretty good. I've okay, only, but you realize uh, the bun goes around the meat, not at the bottom only. Whatever. And it normally open, isn't stale. Open face burger. Open face stale burger. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Beyond the Meat's not bad, though. It's not bad. It's not bad. So, I mean, I, it's not look, bad. my thing is, I'm going to eat... A burger so infrequently that I just want to have a burger when I want to have a burger. You know what I miss, PZ? What do you miss? The the potatoes that you made at your barbecue last year or two years ago. I miss having barbecues, actually. Yeah, those are fantastic potatoes. Salted. Like a perfect blend of salt. Oh, yeah. Those are the potatoes. Colombian potatoes. That's yeah, right. Good. Yes. That's right. I, I miss our weekly LBB burgers or yeah. pretends. I, I can't do it anymore. I, I tried it during during the pandemic, uh, like the shutdown, and my body is just not able to It's eat. not processing the no, same way. Yeah. No. I I never. I haven't sweat that much in my time. I sweat... More eating that than an NFPF game. <laughs> Tier three, anything that caught your attention in terms of the outcomes of games? Um, we had a beef, which we'll talk about in our Tier three uh, coverage later on in the show. Uh, but uh, Goblin Gang crushing Rainmakers 44-25. I'm a little surprised for that one, to be honest. Because I thought the Rainmakers roster was going to be really good, right? So obviously, we have Derek Kastner throwing in instead of uh, Ryan Kastner. But, you know, there's a Division One connection there. They understand the game really well. And then the rest of the team, I mean, it's not nobody's either. Like, it's, it's either friends or people who have played, I imagine, at some level of football. So for them to just get destroyed by 44-25. I don't know. I'm a little bit surprised, essentially, in terms of them not being able to do better than this. Well, look, look at the roster they played against in uh, Goblin Gang. These are young, athletic players. Uh, Anthony Drysdale had a really good game. Defense played really well. I saw a bit of this game. Our boy, Colin Murray, Ben McMahon, um, who's not playing quarterback, playing receiver this year, uh, did really well. Th- look, this is a good athletic team, and they just played a, an older But a lot of times that, hap- a lot of times that happens when... Division one talent, like you have one or two guys who play Division one, they go down with other guys who are not that caliber and thinking they're gonna run stuff just because they themselves play in Division one. But there is like there's not a weak division in FPF. Like every every team has athletes all across the board. Um, so Derek Kastner is throwing interceptions because he's not a quarterback. He's still learning. He doesn't have a slew of Division one receivers. So he's played. He played against a team that was that was more athletic, and uh, Goblin Gang got the win. That, well, that's all I see. What the Rainmakers remind me of was a Sunday YMCA like recreational league team mm-hmm. against a bunch of athletes in Goblin yeah. Gang. Who like with they have a wealth of FPF experience. Look at their team: Phil Roberts, Drysdale, uh, McMahon. They know the FPF game. Whereas look at the new Rainmakers, the Tier Three version of it. They have the Castro brothers, and that's it. No one else on this roster yeah. do I recognize who have played a game at FPF in years past. Eagle, his own six ballers, uh, they forfeited? They did. Um, now, this is the multiple time that the zone six ballers have actually forfeited. Games. I think they're However, the most forfeited team in the history of FPS. I believe so. However, this time around is probably their best excuse for it. Um, they Most of their guys are predominantly soccer players, and they play in another league, and their game got rescheduled because of COVID or whatever it was mm-hmm. to the Monday night at like 9.30 or something. Like so boyfriend, they prioritized though. that and couldn't get enough subs to fill for the particular game. So I understand their plight. I mean, it's happened to us too for our softball league. 
league where suddenly our game gets canceled and then we have a game on Saturday in the middle of the afternoon for no reason. When it was 39 degrees. Exactly. Yeah, fun. So I, I get it from their part. So no hard feelings or whatever. would have been nice to play. I think the result wouldn't have been very different, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, that's just the reality. They're like that boyfriend, right? Yeah, yeah, babe, we're going to go out Friday night, Saturday night, and they just stand up the girlfriend every single time, yeah. right? That's um, what it is. The uh, Mean Girls won the game. They beat Trap Stars. Yeah, these right. guys are, 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 are like they. I told you they, they they improved a lot in their first season and and they're ready now. Oh, trust me, they gave me an earful on on <laughs> uh, Tuesday and Broad Stars saying, "Hey, Mo Khan, you picked against us." I go, "Bro, I picked like eighty five games that <laughs> yeah, night. I don't remember anything I, don't remember I said. What I picked last so night. So that's another thing that happens to me often is the second I leave the show, I forget half the things I said on the show, and people confront me, and I was like, and I have to still stay like stand on my ground, like. Well, you guys got to work on your uh, defense, right? Work on your deflagging. That's what I said. No, 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 no. I said that quarterback turns the ball over. That's why. That's the thing I meant. Well, here, okay, look, this kid, Frankel, um, he yeah. looks the part, man. Well, he played uh, in the in that Homo sapiens team with uh, uh, Francois Delorier. I am Francois yeah. Delorier. Um, and uh, GM Clothrus. And I, I remember him as being freakishly athletic. Yeah, he's like. He has a rocket arm. He throws a bunch of he throws not grenades like Simon Dagenet style, but he throws grenades that actually pinpoint into the hands of the receivers. Where I just thought for trap stars in this game, uh, a little bit lax coming out of the gates. And like Ryan Garber is going to be a good quarterback. He has his moments at times here, but on this night, Franco really sh- was the star of the stars in that matchup and really played and controlled the game from his arm. I mean, I said it before, and I'm sure Ryan started hearing it, but again. Every show might be someone's first show. I coached Ryan Garber in FPF Junior. I was immensely impressed with how uh, mature of a passer he was at his young age. Yeah. Uh, but there's a difference moving into FPF versus FPF Junior. It's a more physical game. It's a faster game. And he's still adapting, and he's going to get there. I have no doubt he's going to get there. So you coached three interceptions of the game into him. Yeah. You know, the My IG's. guy, who, who are we talking about here? I'm captain three interceptions. But to be honest, I think... When I coached him, he threw four interceptions all season as, uh, or some, something to that effect. He was like you before he yeah. became you. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> all right, looking at Tier 1, uh, Peasler. Uh, quickly, before yes, we move Eagles. on, uh, just for the mean girls who are give, – if you're giving Mokon shit for picking against you, don't worry. He is the worst out of the media at predicting right now. Nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. We, nice. I'm we, like four percentage points behind Peasy for third. Big deal. You're, no, you're really far behind. Really? How yeah. far am I behind? So, uh, you're, you're, Iggy you're pulling your Trump levels right now. <laughs> Iggy Magnets is the best with a 73% uh, prediction rate after week one. Uh, Alexi's number two at 69%. Nice. Nice. Pease is at 68. One off. Nice. And Mo, you're at 56. Oh, my God. In fact, you missed all the co-ed games and you got 50% in tier three. That's to be right. fair, um, so it's, it's better than your completion percentage your last season. That is true. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, should be, I should be thrown off the show for having 50 56%. Anyway, yes. uh, Tier 1, are you more surprised by the 0-2 start of BYOB or Terror Squad? I am absolutely surprised by that start by BYOB just because of how well they were playing uh, pre, pre-global pandemic, right? Like, uh, Matt Rene uh, turned the page and we said this is the right kind of team for him. Um, now, when you, like, you see that they, they had, you know, Braves Val in the first game, that's a tough matchup for them, obviously. Uh, but then going up against KGP. And the thing is, you know, Phil Cutler did Phil Cutler things. He uh, he basically put up a ton of points. He makes it 
very difficult. You need to play essentially a perfect game. And in the second half, uh, Matt Rene threw an interception. They only put up eight points, and that's the game. Fun you, fact, KGP wins games back-to-back 34-29. They beat Bravnoad in week one and BYOB in week two. So that's their magic numbers. Magic number. Uh, I'm more surprised by Terra Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a team that has had... Uh, the gold standard of talent of one have gone deep have played FPF. But how long has it been since they've been the top end of Division but 2? But in the case of playing uh, Urgence Medic, right, you know, and if you remember, UM had a tough go with Fall Cup years ago when they just kind of gave up. But when you have a team of, I know Patrick coming off an injury that he had last year, the Achilles, mm-hmm. you had Nick Ar- Ar- Arsenal on playing for you, Shinar's out there, Tam Villadeth. Uh, and a guy you're not going to know more, but Vincent Malo is an absolute beast. He definitely is. And I was a bit surprised because in that play calling against Terror Squad, uh, Terror Squad against Urgence Medic on Tuesday in Brossard, I didn't think they opened up the playbook. They just went dink and dunk, dink and dunk, schnard run, schnard run here and there, but it wasn't the schnard of old. So, but when you, see, time, when you see the two rosters, do you think, do you think that Terror Squad is that much better than Urgence Medic? I think for because the, like just from an athletic standpoint, I to me Urgence Medic is as talented as Terror Squad. There's good players on Urgence Medic. I'm not questioning their talent. I think they're a good team. But in the case of where Terror Squad's been in terms of their length of working together, as has UM, they've been together for quite a while. Well, but I just thought this would but, be but, a but game so that like they would it's win not f- but it's not the Terror Squad has been there forever either, right? Like like Kevin Lubin hasn't been a full time member. Vincent Manal is moving up from, from lower division. Uh, Wade Shawcross hasn't been on the team consistently. He's been on and off with them. He's been on and off. But it's like, it's the same guys, season in, season out, and they're immensely talented. So it's just it's just the learning curve, and they're at that point, I think, where they're getting beyond that. And so this scoreline doesn't surprise me because that's the way Urgence Medzik will beat Terror Squad, right? Like, they're going to get some stops, and they're going to have to score, and that's what they did. Impressively, though, there were six interceptions in this game. How did... Like, sometimes I see games like that, and I'm coming off, like, playing one of the most boring games in FPF history. Like, how do you even have the ball enough to, 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 for both teams to combine for six interceptions? What? And eight touchdowns. And over 400 yards passing pretty yeah. much. It's pretty remarkable in the situation. It's like the old uh, CFL days, I guess, or the old AFL days for that matter. But, look, for... for the old AAF days. Exactly, or the old uh, uh, XFL UFL. Days. XFL, UFL. But we did steal the logo from the UFL, right? Uh, Google that for us, Eagle, please. Thank you the very UFL? much. Yeah, UFL. Thank you. Uh, but look, they, I can see one more win for uh, Terra Squad. Oh, we did. Yeah, they did, 100%. 100%. Uh, Terra Squad will face uh, Sweat and Beers next week, but Sweat and Beers have been very tough in this season so Gritty. far. Gritty. They've had some good games themselves. And it brings up my next point about, uh, ter- about uh, Sweat and Beers and uh, the fact that they barely – well. Lost by a point against a controversy. That, to me, is a scoreline I find shocking. It is, because this should have been a, a, a steamroll by a controversy. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, over... Or consequence, whatever they're called now. Over sweating beers. They went by one. But I think the storyline that came out of it, though, was the suspension of A.J. Gomes. And now what does that mean the for The game was not without consequences, so to speak. It had a lot of consequences for him. But yeah. the reality is now for... This consequence team, can they survive one more game without him and still have the points that they can score? Because A.J. Gomes is a vital part of this offense, but now he won't be there next week. Well, the benefit is A.J. Gomes is a fantastic player, but he also carries a heavy cap hit. So if you want to replace him, there's a lot of guys 
who aren't playing in FPF this season that can fill the role, right? So that 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 he's spending one game, right, Eagle? Yeah, yeah one, yes, game. one game. So for one game, you get someone else who fills that level of cap hit, and you're good. I'm I I wasn't at the game, right? Uh. But it's surprising to me that Dan Lazaro threw three interceptions against this defense. I was actually checking that. The last time he had more interceptions and touchdowns in a game, it was the quarterfinals of, I think, I Winter 2019. No, against D-Boys, actually. Oh, D-Boys. Yeah, with Waste Feud. Winter 2019. Like, that's a, that's a long time ago when you threw more INTs than and touchdowns. That's, and that's, like, at the point where... Uh, D boys were like an elite FPF defense. Yeah, I don't think you look at Sweat and Beers in, in the same light, right? No, they're more of a. Uh, you talk about elite. That's elite. They're more like the, uh, I guess, coach of the plane level of what yeah. you said. You know, it's not the most uh, dominant force, but they do have players on that roster like Chris Miard, Chris Williams, Rock Cristiano, Akeem Hoyt, Charles, uh, the comedian himself, but. I don't if I'm if I'm sorting beers, I'm pretty happy with how I've competed with the best and it's the so called best in tier one so far in the first two games. Yeah. They played well. They've they've been hard working so far. Like if I'm Bobby Spaghetti's, I'm proud of my boys. Yeah, you know, you walk away from fights. Yeah, that too. You know? That's but, it. But anyway, look, it, it definitely had its uh, ugly ending towards the match with the AJ game. And it's, it's unfortunate because it they're look Consequences, talented team. They're they're a team I I consider to be a front runner for the division. It just just like there's never a need to be that worked up in life, and less of a need to be that worked up in flag football. Well, it's like a bad fart. That's what it was. Correct. It's a bad fart. Um, uh, Stephen Lombardi says no hard feelings. By the oh, way. Oh no no. Who's no? Uh, take that back, Stephen. Hard feelings or F O H. Oh, wait a minute. He's from uh, Mean Girls, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was trying to figure out. I'm like, do I know Steve Lombardi? <laughs> That's why. Steve Lombardi, wow. man. Soft. Wow. Mo just pulled Lombardi. a diva move. Yeah. I did. Uh, You're talking to guys and you have no that, idea. That's what, who what they you are. get. That's what you get for being it's, soft, Steve. That's it's like Homer get. Simpson. He's like, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. I wonder what I have for supper. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Nice seeing you. Uh, two and oh. You have Urgence Medic and KGP. More impressed by KGP or Urgence Medic being two and oh? I don't know because I want to say. I want to say KGP, but again, I want to say we were sitting right in this room and we were talking a whole bunch of trash about Phil Cutler and not being able to compete at I, the I high like levels. Phil, man. I, I, yeah, stop that. That's stop you. That. That's you. On, no, no, no. Yeah. It was you too. Nah, when, when, when did I insult we'll Phil Cutler right now? I didn't insult like, like him. Like three seasons ago. Oh, three. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think I remember Stephen well, Lombardi. Well, I'm the, supposed to remember three the, years ago. I don't ago. know if you know this because in, in radio, professionals often listen to their own show um, and they listen to the people who are on the show with them. Um, I was saying that in years past we had questioned him, and like from that point on, he's been just a beast. Like he's been he's been on a rampage. He constantly puts up points, even when his defense can't stop anything. It doesn't matter because you know you're getting thirty a week market every week with Cutler. So you're saying you were a source of motivation for him to not at all zero percent. I I don't have any faith in myself to motivate anything in life. He's like James Harden, right? Harden would always go for fifty, right? Phil Cutler would either go for fifty or like have like a crappy game but, but he, when's the last time he even had a crappy game like he's been so good he so consistent single, please? yeah been, when's the last mind? time he scored less than 30 points uh, color yeah. or like a bad game where he had like five INTs let me check alright fair enough and I, like, I'm, I'm impressed by KGP and they got Gabe D'Amico back in the lineup for them uh, again same thing same thing with all these teams in tier 1 a lot of uh, rapport with the core players that they've had for many many years 
and maybe they do sneak in there and they get themselves into a, a, a higher tier caliber of play in the next round here. But look, ride the wave, man. Phil Cutler's riding the wave right now, and he's throwing bombs left, right, and center for, for all we know. This past winter, he only put up 24 in a win against Backyard Bullies, 24-20. Yeah, thank you. Not three years ago, though. I, I understand. I but I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying, when we were questioning him was a while ago, and then... Um, I know, I know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, tier two. Magneto and I, that's uh, Ignacio's, or IVM. Iggy Magnets, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I told him, like, uh, Don't call him IVM. That sounds like a disease. I would not want to have IVM, to be fair. IVM could be a cure, too. So, Magneto and I were talking about uh, PMS, and uh, he was like, oh, my God. He was having, like, a major turn on by them because they were throwing jump balls and all that, and Brad Evans was throwing balls to... Uh, uh, McKinnis and Kyle and all these guys on the roster. So the, the toughest thing in FPF to cover in recent history has been a seam at 12 yards to Jordan McKinnis, 10 feet in the air. Yeah, you, could jump, you, you ever see his tattoos, by the way? Like, I think that gives him powers to jump through the roof, man. Perhaps. Like, he's got tattoos all over his body, man. I'm like, holy bleep, this guy's tatted up. Eagle, get, get a picture of the main character from Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf? Red Dwarf. Dwarf. I don't so, know the character's name, but you'll see what I mean as soon as you see the character. So the reason why I bring up PMS because they have a huge game against Half Stars next week, two and against one and one. So Brad Evans, Mr. Hawaiian shirt man, absolutely. I think you may have discarded that now. <laughs> I love it because I played <laughs> with him, and he's like, you know what? I've never worn a Hawaiian shirt in my life. But he looks like he would wear one. He though. looks like he would wear one, absolutely. Or, or, or those um, Asian cartoon characters, like those. Um, mm. What's it? That's what's that show called again? That they had hentai. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So, this is a big game for him coming up. They got half a star. Which one? This guy, I guess? Yeah. The dude in the middle reminds me of Jordan McInnes Holy every time. Hell. Like, Jordan McInnes is much better looking, much more athletic. But for some reason, like, like, if they were doing a remake on Netflix, that's the dude that, Jordan, Jordan, that would play, play. Jordan McInnes would play that dude. Yeah, he might. Because, he might. you know, like, in remakes, they always look better than the previous yeah, versions. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Steve Carell looked better than Ricky Gervais in The Office. It's that kind of thing. Like, if we do a remake today, Jordan McInnes, lock that part up. Come on. Yeah, look, he's got some badass tattoos, though, man. Oh, my God. I was like, ooh, this guy's got tattoos. All right, so they got half stars next week. Is this like a a turning of the moment here for Brad Evans to go up against Andrew Langbert, his counterpart in the quarterback department, to say this could be a, a real feather in his cap if he gets his victory over them? Um... Yes, but I think he's going to struggle. Brad Evans right now is using his pieces to the best of their ability. He's throwing up balls and letting his guys go get it. And look, you have the talent to do it. Great, but that's gonna, you're going to struggle against the better defenses doing that. Uh, there are ball hawks on half a stars. But do they have a size matchup with PMS? Look, I mean, like they, they got uh, Kevin Smuda. They have Dondre Borden. They, they, Ariel Liberati is a guy who can get vertical. They're like it's not just like I know I know Groper and and uh, and uh, Langbert are not tall, but the rest of the team is. No, they're very tall. Uh, they got some athletes. I agree with you. And I just I, I was telling uh, Magneto in the parking lot afterwards. I said it's Brad Evans who has uber talent around him with a remedial style of play, mm-hmm. and I feel that if he can somehow pull off this victory. 
this team is going to the next level of confidence. It can be. Because if they lose badly, Pease... I don't think they'll lose badly, though. No, but, but if they I think, did... If they I were, mean, like, if, we, we, we may, we're going to make our picks later, but I may pick PMS. Uh, because it's going to be a close game. It, it will, but, but if, if match if they lost by with no five plays and they get walloped, yeah. I just think it just hurts that team's confidence to say, well, is he still the guy? Like, do we trust him to take us to a Fall Cup bowl game? In mid-November and win us money to pay off our. Hopefully those games are indoors, by the way. Oh God! Imagine it's outdoors, man. Man, I'd be freezing my butt giving a uh, Purell to everyone out there. You're not gonna have a problem with temperatures, that's for sure. And like you'll get to wear a coat. That's true. (laughs) So uh, it's a big game, and I think this is gonna be on Brad Evans to really shine in in, uh, the darkness that we will see with the play of the the game of the week next week. Or who knows? Maybe Andrew Langford shits the bed. But are you okay? Has he played a defense as intense as the PMS defense is going to be, or as large or no, athletic? But, he's but, just a really smart quarterback. Yeah, guy. like this guy watches film, man, like twenty five hours a day. I mean, twenty five. You know, like he doesn't. He's got. He's checking out himself, man. Like from a quarterback cam, bro. Like he's going to be okay. But is Brad Evans going to be okay in this game? That's my question. So we'll find out. Who will be okay? Now the camera or Brad Evans. <laughs> Anyway, uh, when you look at the 0-2 teams right now in Tier 2, and Eagle, I'll, I'll ask you because PZ's team is 0-2. Uh, <laughs> who has a chance to change the fortunes to perhaps sneak into the uh, top tier? So um, to bring everyone up to speed on the four teams we'll be looking at, it's Hot Sauce Sports, Trojans, Los Bandidos, and Unknown Talent. So let's break down their schedule. So Hot Sauce Sports has Mangoose and Outlaws left. I can see them going 1-1. One and one. I can see them going 2-0. and oh. I can see them going 0-2. Oh it's really a toss-up at this point. The Outlaws is probably going to be the harder game, even though they do have similar styles. But I think the athletes... Athletes? Oh, athletes? Athletes. Um, on both teams, I think you're going to have strengths and weaknesses both ways, right? You're yeah. going to have Blanchard matched up with uh, Kevin Kusai, for example. Yeah, obviously, that's what we'll obviously, do. Obviously, yeah, I mean, that's right there. Kusai versus Blanchard. Who would have thought? You know what? I might do it just to piss off Kevin. Just to make sure he gets zero catches. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Maybe you're going to have Patrick Zazon potentially available as well to actually shut down Justin Blanchard. I mean, you have Marvin Steinberg, Justin Tensillo, uh Andrew Grant. I mean, these are all good guys. For There's the a lot Outlaws of speed to- for both oh, teams. Speaking, exactly. of, speaking of Andrew Grant, um, bit of an issue with him. There was an incident on Tuesday in Brossard. So I'm standing on the sidelines with uh, IVM, the uh, disease. and <laughs> Not the person. Not the person. And Grant goes, Rob, do you see this? Um, we're like, whatever. There's a Rob in the sidelines. And then f- two minutes later, Rob, do you not see what's going on with the referee in here? Like, this is terrible. And then IVM goes, I think he thinks you're Rob Campana. Oh, that happens to me a lot. And I said to myself, my God, have I let myself go to look like Rob Campana? I was insulted. Do you want me to answer that? <laughs> I don't think so. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so that's Hot Sauce Sports. So Mangoose Outlaws, realistically, one and one. You have the Trojans. They have Pepperoni Boys and Lee Santod. Potentially one and one, likely 0 and 2. I don't see them putting it together. So I think it's going to be a struggle for them getting out of that hole. Los Bandidos, you have Warriors and Unknown Talent. I can see you winning both, potentially, depending on how Warriors do in that game. Um, Unknown Talent, they're figuring stuff out right now, so I can see that one being an easy win. So that's a 2-0, 1-1. 
And in Unknown Talent, they have Outlaws and Los Bandidos. So that's an 0-2. So, so what's the cutoff here we're looking at for, for promotion relegation of the next round? At like, the 50% mark. Like so half the teams oh, make it in, half make it out. Right, but are we going to get two wins? Like, are we looking at, That's what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, I feel like, what you mean. Uh, no, it's going to be somewhere in the one mark. So we're going to get the it's, one There's going to be right? some tie breaks involved, 100%. And that's where it gets really like like a cluster bleep of what – who gets that tiebreaker in their in their advantage then? Yeah, yeah. The, the the biggest issue for unknown talent is is again Jalucian was a new quarterback. It's taking him some time to learn. Uh, he was replaced after throwing four interceptions and only three completions in this game. Raf Morelli came in, didn't fare a ton better, but still better than. Uh, than so in order of likely digging themselves out of the hole, Los Bandidos, Hot Sauce Sports, Trojans, unknown talent. That's my guess. All right. Well, you look. I think hot look hot sauce sports game Bruins a good run for the money, unfortunately. Uh, but again, Bruins false kings. Yeah, well, no, you so always it, said that. Though, but why? Why do you think they're false kings? They went two and zero. They played back to back games two and zero, coming off a bye week, and so now the so um, the the game actually came down to a hail mary that was caught by Will Power, who was deflated at like the half inch line. It's a great game, by the way, like great ending. Um, the the thing with Bruins is um, the the. So they have immense talent in some places. You have uh, Zach Zwern. He's got his hair dyed to look like he's from a 90s boy band for some reason. Or an 80s wrestler. Immensely talented. Gab Wiseman's very talented. Rob White's very talented on defense. The thing is, is you know where all of those pieces are going to be on defense, given the situation. So despite the fact that they're incredibly talented on defense, their defense is is limited, and that's going to be an issue for them. And I brought this point to you a while the, the, ago. The circumstances it took for them to, to win that game is uh, several missed snaps from, from a – we have a new snapper. Yeah. Uh, a safety. Yeah. That went off my hands. It was completely my fault. There was uh, – there, there was, again, a Hail Mary that yeah, was deflagged. Yeah, yeah, right. Franco Martin ran for a touchdown. How so, do you let him score a touchdown, man? What? How do you let him score a touchdown? I mean, ask, talk to Justin Blanchard. I don't do anything with defense. I don't – I don't F with the sure he does. Can you call Batch on the phone, please, and ask him? No. He won't answer. <laughs> I can tell you he won't Eagles. answer. You just blame it on P's not scoring enough points. That's true. Right. Which is also true. <laughs> anyway. So, like, the thing is, my point is, is that when you see that roster, you would imagine, wow, that team is going to create a lot of problems. But to be, to be honest, it was a slow, really grindy game. But um, they, because of, because of their pieces, you know what they're going to do on defense. Right. And it makes them predictable. Right. Tier three, um, the best question I'll ask you, PZ, is lockdown off the best start in FPF history. 92 points scored, zero points allowed, 2-0. Best start in FPF history, man. I mean, (laughs) so they didn't play their second game. All I'm saying... 92 points scored. No points allowed. Well, look, they, they, they're giving Bud Knight to run for their money as the best defense in FBF history. It's true. So z- zero points allowed. So what you're saying is that your team probably shouldn't have been in Tier 3. No. Okay. That's okay, what I'm saying. So, so the question yeah, is, I'm saying that. Are, are we setting up for a showdown between Hot Sauce Sports and Lockdown in the next round of the, of the, of the uh, It doesn't work that way. You stay in your own tier. I know, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying that. Could we have I wish. Could we have something like that my, happen? What, like... The only loss I took to lockdown is a game where we play with five and you guys beat us by six and you responded 12 points to start the game. He's right. 
That's the only time I've ever lost a lockdown right. quarterback. That's actually not true, Can though. We... The other time is when you weren't there. And well, I'm saying ask my now teammate, Alex Blay, was the quarterback, and we won like 40 to 6. So, could I ask you guys and a question? It's on film. In, it's really in bad. In future years of lockdown. I meant as qu- uh, with me as quarterback. So, in future years of lockdown hot sauce sports rivalry, can we could we have this as the last game of every season that you guys partake? I mean, I don't see why not. Perfect. Uh, mean I girls. mean, there's a several reasons. One of which is that one of those quarterbacks is cowardly and is, is ducking me. So, we, we spoke yeah, about Mean me. Girls. <laughs> I'm not ducking myself. I know you're not. Uh, we spoke about Mean Girls uh, a little bit, and I just found out Steve Lombardi's name. I uh, had no idea. Um, are they the best offense in Tier 3? Who? I, I mean Girls. I like them a lot, and I, I was on board after seeing their improvement last season, like I said. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what they've done. Um, they have athleticism at the quarterback position, which in low divisions. I, I've always said if you get someone who can throw and run, it's never a detriment, but it's, it's even more valuable in lower divisions. I think like, yeah, I saw a bit of the game, and look, you're right. Quarterback is great. He definitely has a cannon of an arm. And that elevates their team absolutely, PZ. That elevates them to, to a point where they don't have to worry about that quarterback position for now. But once they play the better teams, the Honey Martins, the, the, the lockdowns, the best defense in the world right now, they have not given up a point through two games, can they still have the same success? I'm not too sure about that, though. Yeah, it's uh, to be honest, I think that's a team that lockdown will struggle with is Mean Girls. Do you guys play Mean Girls? No. Who's the remaining schedule for Mean Girls, please? Uh, for Mean Girls, yes, please. Have two more games they left. have Toon Squad. That's a great game. And Lionhearts. So to bring up Toon Squad now, they're 2 and zero. This is a huge one right now for these two teams. Uh, should we temper our expectations, uh, P's, or should we still hype them up like we always do for overhype uh, Thursdays? Overhype Thursdays, baby. We, just, mean, we just said one team was the greatest defense since Bud Knight, so... They have Mean Girls and Zone Six Ballers in their schedule. This is a four and zero schedule, boys. Uh, three and one for sure. That wasn't the question. Well, <laughs> three and one. I mean, will Zone Six Ballers be there? Three and one. We'll give them three. Right. We'll give them three wins. The four. The, the, the fourth win is the Toon Squad Mean Girls game, and I think Toon Squad is even though you're, they're younger in age because they're uh, they're FPF Junior team, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'd be more mature in this game because you look on the other side of the um, of the window. Mean Girls are very, very like heart on the sleeve type of football team. Yeah. Emotional. I uh, I think so. There is a twenty five percent chance that they end up forming. Like they would be good on the show on MTV called Double Shot of Love. Okay. What's is that, the, what's is the, that like an espresso but with like other stuff? No, watch the previews. You, you, you'll understand. I'm like, yes. I don't know about you, yes. piece, but a single shot's probably good enough. A double is really tricky. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it can be. It can be. It can really screw up with your system, can it not? I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm not a coffee connoisseur like you guys are. Yeah. So. We're making jokes not about coffee. Yes, I know. Two tiers. I know. Multiple, it's like FPF Cup. Multiple tiers. Exactly. So, with Toon Squad against uh, Mean Girls, what do you think will be the key in this matchup for one of these teams to prevail through? So Mean Girls, again, it's going to be about uh, using their athleticism as a quarterback and just controlling the pace of the game. Um, when it comes to Garner Ross and the way he runs his offense, um, he he's going to need to protect the ball. This is going to be by far the best defense he's played. I think that for Mean Girls, it's a huge advantage that that they really, that Toon Squad haven't really been tested. So this this might be... That's, I think, the key for, for Toon Squad is just not get rattled early. And for Mean Girls, it's sort of 
try and get up on them early. So in, in the sense of being tested early, would you have more confidence in Mean Girls being down by two scores to come back or in Toon Squad to come back if they're down by two scores? Mean Girls to come back. Eagle? Yeah, I can see it too. Okay. I'm just curious to know. All right, listen. Hardcore match. Vince Amell, Marc-Andre Delonier, our boy. Who would win in this hardcore matchup? Sorry? In a hardcore matchup. Vince Amell against uh, our boy Marc-Andre Delonier. I, I don't see Marc-Andre winning many hardcore matchups. But... He is rage-filled, so there is that. I I don't know what happened. Again, people come to me with their grievances. I go, guys, I just press this Purell bu- uh, bottle, and I te- check out your temperature. That's all I do. And almost so, a doctor. Yeah, almost. Like Fauci. I'm like, there's Fauci, Duke Hauser, and then Moe gone. That's, yeah. that's how I look at it now. <laughs> that's, how it is, yes. that's how I see myself now. Well, I like that you're, you're, uh, you're behind a person who's managing the pandemic for the United States. Of course. Also a fictional doctor. <laughs> Didn't Dewey give like give like was he there to like do like a birth of a kid? That's the storyline that he became a doctor because he gave you know watched some person give birth or something. He like that? Ga- he became a doctor because uh, Neil Patrick Harris is fly as hell. All right, can you look up the the, the premise of Doogie Howser's? How did he become a doctor again? Thank you very much, Eagle. Thank you. Um, again, I for whatever reason this was a chippy affair these two teams that played each other on, on Tuesday threats were, uh, were thrown threats, out yeah they were thrown but like I look at it this way I go man who would win this hardcore matchup I think Marc-Andre has this rage in him like if you press his button he's gonna hulk out man he's gonna beat the bleep out of you he might he might anyway well, I just thought it was pretty fascinating how that played out uh, co-ed and we'll get the Doogie Hauser story up in two seconds here. He twice survived early stage p- pediatric leukemia after his father, who was a family physician, discovered suspicious bruising. I'm pretty sure it was his mother, though. Um, the experience contributed to the younger Hauser's desire to enter medicine. And he possesses a genius intellect and an idiotic memory. Idiotic? I, I do. That one. Yes. The ability to recall an image I from dictic. memory and high precision. Idiotic memory. Yes. And he scored a perfect score in his SATs at age six. Mo, you can't do that today. No, I can't do that at all, man. <laughs> like, I'm thinking to myself, my God, I'm behind these two guys? Man, that's big that's time, rough. bro. That's rough. Big time. Uh, Coed, how the bleep is Ying and Yang, led by Junior DeFazio and his wealth of talent, 0-2? I don't know. I'm, I'm baffled by this. Um, because the Yankees can't pay for wins? Yeah, but he... Oh, I see what he did. I see what he did with it. Okay, well played, Eagle. Well played, well played, well played. They're not scoring. Yeah, but he has these like atomic missiles. How is he not scoring points with these guys? Um, so the first game was against Fighting Tigers. It's a tough matchup. They sent me though. Like that's that's a team we did not expect to win that game, um, and they came out with the win. Um, I talked to a couple of guys on Yin and Yang after the game. They seemed kind of dejected, but how the game went. Um, Nakia Gerard, by the way, is a baller. She's, absolutely, she's a baller. Ooh. Absolutely, she's she's. Absolutely amazing. And she's cocky as bleep, though. Like that's she, what you want, though. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, for look, she's a lefty, first of all. Love like, it, like UPZ. But she throws. Like, I promise you, it's not like me. No, no, <laughs> no. But her first pass is like, oh my god, like this might be a blowout for Ying and Yang. But then after she got into groove and this was throwing darts. Well, and and there's this is a battle between two teams who have two of the best female athletes in in the league, and Emma seen also having She's a big a game, but too. to me, it's just like, how would you only get her the ball three times? No, they, they tried to get her the ball. Like, yeah. I saw that game. Like, they tried to, but the, the semi-call calling, they just called a good game, both sides of the, uh, of the football here. 
And Gerard was never faced. Like she was like, all right, let's go. Let's let's throw let's throw this ball around here. Let's win this. And the fact that even though it was twelve six at one point in the game, and it became a two score lead for uh, for uh, LSC. Even though when they weren't moving the ball, their defense put stifled Gino, and mm-hmm. they just couldn't move the ball. And I just felt like Gino just couldn't find the rapport with his receivers, who I think – I know Eagles made the line that he buys his team, whatever it is, but that's the problem, though. When you bring in different parts every week, you don't have that connection to – Yeah, really the consistency find, yeah. Is, is not what you'd like it to be. No, but she, look, Maria Girard is a baller, man. And yeah. she brought up – you know what she did? I think it was her, her teammate. They brought a honey badger to the field. An actual honey badger or a mongoose? I think it was. Wait, can like, you can you get on the picture? The animal? Are you yeah, sure yeah, it's yeah, not it, a ferret? Oh, I'll say it's a honey badger. I'll just go with honey badger. Do you realize how dangerous honey badgers are? Whatever, man. Look at yeah, a honey badger. They man. don't give a bleep. Exactly. I was just gonna say. Can you get a picture of a ferret and, and uh, honey badger up on the screen, please? And a mongoose too, please, if you don't mind. And, and then put it on the poll. Which one of these was at the game? Please put it on the poll for us, if you don't mind, Eagle. Uh, anyway, that was super cool. I was like, wow, look at that. It's a honey badger. I wonder what Tyron Matthew is on this. Nobody has a honey badger as a pet. Oh, is that true? Where is a honey badger? Um... Honey badgers are fucking vicious, man. I don't think you know what a Where honey are they badger from? is. Which country are they from? Honey badgers are from Africa. Exactly. You don't think anyone in, in a country in Africa has a honey badger as a pet? No, I actually don't. I really don't. I would not want this as a pet. Put it's it terrifying. Pole, uh, would you want to have a honey badger as, as a pet? Yes or no? Just for everyone to know, this is a honey badger. Yeah. Why would you want that as a pet? <laughs> Why not, man? They are adorable. No, they're not. <laughs> they're really not. Also right. true. Raise your hand. Would you want to have would you want to have a honey badger as your pet? Yes or no? Raise your hand. You you're alone, well. Also, it's a fairly audio pro- uh, property that we were doing. Anyway, okay, so I think uh, Sammy Calcon's Found the rhythm. I think they're going to be a much better team. And look, if Gerard is the quarterback the rest of the way, look out. She's going to really uh, surprise some people that don't yep. know who she is. This is a ferret, Mo. You know, I think it was that. That was there. Yeah, on, on I think so. Yeah, I think it was That's more on. likely. I think that was what it look, was. Look how, how much it doesn't look like it'll kill you. No, but I mean, still, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's what it is. They are delicious, by the way. Ferrets? Yeah. You ever Ooh. had a ferret? Yeah. Barbecued or like at a restaurant? It was a sausage at a restaurant. I did not know Smoked that. Smoked sausage. Very good. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. How big is the sausage of a ferret? Uh, at least six inches. That's Hey-o. it? Yeah. That's it? I mean, you can choose the size of sausage, well. it's well, not, It doesn't I, I, hang I, off the animal and you just no, pluck it. No, but still. Or I mean, does you know. it? It's not, like it, it's not like its nipples are just sausages. That'd be awesome. Let's <laughs> sack uh, their own, too. What's your tips for them? The, uh, the Eagle, PZ. Uh, coaching tree. Coaching tree over here. I mean, their own, too. They've had a... St- Tough start to the co-ed, and I saw them. Then it's been tough for them. Slow down the game, uh, take the air of the ball, move the ball slowly, and try and make it a one-score game. I mean, get, that being said, forty-one twenty-six in your first game is not bad. I think it's just you have a really bad game this time around. Quarterback doesn't do very well. A lot of interceptions. But the thing is, is defense doesn't make any stops. You're also playing Fighting Tigers, which has a crazy roster. I can. But you've, sure you've allowed 74 points in your first two games. Yes. So that you, I, you need to slow the pace of the game down. You're not going to be able to run with the top talent. Or just division. have better play calling on defense, no? Yeah, it's, it's more hard, than that, though, though. Because defense is not about the play call. It's about understanding what to do. Because And we've all been there, where you can call your cover two coverage, and if someone doesn't know who they're responsible for in cover two, it doesn't matter what you're calling, right? If you have your safety who's standing flat-footed and two guys run right by him, and he goes, oh, 
uh, my bad. And then next play, same thing happens. Or the guy on a post route just splits the safeties or something, and they don't adjust for it. The play call doesn't really matter at that point. It's not like offense where you're not running your routes deep or whatever, and the quarterback can choose to go somewhere else, even though that yeah. particular design is broken. On defense, if you have a weak link, that's where they exploit it, right? Man coverage is easy. You pick on the man. Zone coverage, you pick on the guy who's you're overloading, essentially, right? So. Yeah. Games of the question mark? Well, hold on. I was going to set it up right now. Question mark. Eagle. Question it is now mark. time for games of the week. Question mark. And right. don't don't uh, accuse us if we can't remember who we picked. Yeah. Also, I remember them. I logged them all. They're yeah, also, Mo's going to be wrong because so, yeah, he's the worst one of us four. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Sweating beers versus Terror Squad. Give me the Terror Squad. Terror Squad. BYOB, Brave Noir. BYOB. I'm going to go Brave Noir. KGP, Consequence. 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 No AJ no Gomes. Gomes. All right. Uh, Brave Vert versus Urgence Medzik. Brave Vert. Go in the greens. Okie dokes. And we'll figure out what the results are for the other games tomorrow when Chris Rive posts the game of the week. Yeah. The Hopefully. actual game of the week and not these games Hopefully of the week. the lights. Don't blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. Tier 2, Tough Lungs Voodoo. Good game. I'm going Tough Lungs. Tough Lungs. Easy W, Ligro Cook. Easy W. Easy W, but it's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. Unknown Talent, Outlaws. Outlaws. Outlaws, yeah. Los Bandidos, Warriors. 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 These are uh, boring picks. Yeah. Pepperoni <laughs> Boys, Trojans. Pepperoni Boys. This is a bad week of games. Give me some peps. Half a Stars, Bruins. That's a good game. Uh, I'm going half Stars. I'm going half a Stars. <laughs> That's so bad. I know. Les I just can't call a team False Kings and then pick them, Mo. Les Santar, Texas, Shorthorns. This is a great game, yeah. by the way. I got Shorthorns. I'll go Centaurs. They almost beat Pepperoni Boys, by the way. This uh, John Buse couldn't cast the ball in the end zone uh, late in the game, and and the Pep Boys just came through in the end. All right. And last centers. game, Tier 2, Hot Sauce Sports, Mangoose, Peas, Hot Sauce by 50. By 50, yes. Yeah. I'm going uh, Mangoose. Okie dokes. And I mean, uh, clearly you didn't hear there's a 50-point spread. So. I know. Tier 3, Triple P, Zone 6, Ballers. Triple P. Triple P in a shootout and penalty kicks. Ooh. Lionheart's Lockdown. I'm going to go Lockdown on this one. Lockdown as well. Yeah. Uh, Honey Martin, Rainmakers. That's a good game, potentially. Honey Maybe. Martin. We'll go Rainmakers. Replacements, bada bing. Well, Replacements looking for a snapper. Not a great sign. Uh, I'm going to go bada bing for that reason. Yeah, likewise. Toon Squad, Mean Girls. Really good game. I'm going to go Mean Girls. I'm going Toon Squad because that's right. who I remember, man. Bud Knights, Goblin Gang. Goblin Gang. Yeah. Southside Speedsters, Trap Stars. Trap Stars. Southside Speedsters. Ball in 60s, Le Speak Easy. Speak Easy for me. Speak Easy for me. 60s were terrible last week. Les Nains Joannais versus Goon Squad. Les Nains Joannais. I can go Goon Squad because I think Hamel is going to like you know get angry with these guys. Uh, fighting Tigers versus Les Semi Croquants first game of coed. Fighting Tigers. Fighting Galenas. Uh, okay, dokes. Uh, La Sect versus Yin and Yang. I'm gonna go La Sect. I'm gonna go Yin and Yang. I think uh, they get their first win. Okay. And in a double header, actually, Kiss My End Zone versus La Sect. Kiss My End Zone for me. I go La Sect. All right. And by the way, Mo, that game that's 108 to nothing is a test game. I know, so. but how amazing they got reaction. Like, no way this guy did this. What the bleep? Obviously, it's reaction. I know, but people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on over here?
Dylan Taylor had 18 touchdown passes. Dylan? Dylan. Remember that show? Yes. Uh, making the man. Dylan, 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 and Dylan. Five Dylan. Okay, so week two in the books. Week three coming up. Um, any last thoughts here, Eagle PZ? You got your softball game coming up? Yes, and apparently the 40 is closed. It's 25 minutes. We'll be fine. Okay. So you're Jerry, no? Jerry's? Jerry what? No, it's in a Hunsick. A little bit of a pain to get there, to be honest. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, get you a softball game. Magic words, please. Uh, from all of us here at the Weekly Extra Point Live. Good night, San Antonio Spurs. <laughs>